Hi, YouTubers and WhatSavers everywhere. It's MargaretGeorgeToon.com. I'm back with another Monday morning mailbag. Get yourself a cup of coffee, kick back, relax. Let's talk a little what's shaving and a few other things. What do you got this morning? Well, this morning we have a brand new coffee and a brand new coffee mug, courtesy of viewer Jamie Horn. Jamie, thank you very, very much. Hang on, folks. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a wonderful, wonderful cup of coffee. Just came out of my Keurig machine. Absolutely fantastic. Beautiful aroma. Uh, from Bones Coffee Company, Indiana Jones Toffee Treasure. A delightful, delightful flavored coffee. Really, really terrific. And again, as I said, as I said, uh, just came out of my Keurig machine just now. It's a good hot cup of coffee. Hang on one minute. Oh yeah, that is that is absolutely terrific. And the aroma when brewing it is just wonderful. And uh, check out this mug. Uh, also from Bones Coffee Company. This is the Indiana Jones uh, Crusaders Cup. Check that out. Isn't that absolutely beautiful? <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Check out that badge that is on the mug right there. Indiana Jones art. How about that? Of course, this particular mug is inspired by the uh, the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Absolutely fantastic movie. That was my late father's favorite Indiana Jones movie. He loved Raiders of the Lost Ark, but he really, really liked uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. Absolutely fantastic movie. And it's a fantastic cup of coffee. Yeah, hang on one minute. One more sip. Oh, boy. You know, and Jamie also pointed out something to me. Regarding the Bones Coffee uh, Keurig cups, uh, you can brew 14 ounces of coffee from one of those cups. So if your Keurig machine happens to have a 6-ounce and 8-ounce setting, just set it for 8 ounces, brew it, and then run 6 ounces of water through it again, and you'll get a 14-ounce cup of coffee from one of these Keurig cups. Now, uh, my machine only has 12, 10, and 8 so I went with uh, a 12-ounce uh, cup this morning, and I did hit the strong button, so it really is a, <laughs> a good cup of coffee. And again, really, really flavorful and terrific, terrific aroma. And as we like to say on the show, a good hot coffee, a trusty mug, let the caffeine go to work, gentlemen. Yeah, that's what I have here. I have a really nice hot cup of coffee. Hang on. Boy, oh boy, there's nothing better. Hey, if you're taking me along on your morning commute, Thanks very much for the lift. I really, really do appreciate it. If you're tuning into the podcast, thanks very much for listening. I really do appreciate that. Boy, we have got a great show for you this morning. Uh, we have got, uh, let me see, let me just go through my notes here and let you know what we've got here. Uh, we have got, uh, oh yeah, we've got a, got a great shaving tip. We got a pet visit this morning. Uh, we have an update on the uh, 10,000 subscriber prize package giveaway winners. Uh, we also have uh, some great comments and refill. Uh, some of those concerning the Fatip razor that I recently reviewed. Uh, we also have uh, some new wet shaving gear with an international twist. So we also have a heads up from Jimmy V regarding something from Yates. We got some questions and comments. Yeah, all in all, terrific, terrific show. So I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me. Hey, you know what? Before I forget, I wanted to mention one more thing regarding the Crusaders Cup here. They say on the um, 
on their product page. Uh, there's no better way to enjoy Bones Coffee than in one of our mugs. These beautiful ceramic mugs are hand-thrown in the USA by Deneen Pottery and feature large handles for a comfortable sipping experience. Yeah, that's a very, very large hand there. Now, I'm just going <laughs> to... It's a very, very large handle, rather, and I'm just going to show it to you very, very briefly because this is a nice hot cup of coffee here, and the handle is very, very cool, but when I, when I hold the mug, yeah, there's some good hot coffee in there. Absolutely, absolutely no kidding. One more, one more. Mm, absolutely fantastic. Once more, i got to tell you, Indiana Jones Toffee Treasure from Bones Coffee. And Jamie also sent along some other Indiana Jones coffee that we'll be sharing with you in the weeks ahead. So thank you very, very much, Jamie. I really, really do appreciate it. It's an absolutely wonderful mug and an absolutely delightful, delightful cup of coffee. Uh, Indiana Jones Toffee Treasure. Well, hey, let's get the show kicked off like we do every week with a viewer morning shaving tip. Well, this morning's shaving tip comes from viewer Tyler Fike, and the subject heading of the email he sent reads, possible shaving tip or just something worth trying? And Tyler writes, hello again, Mark. So tonight, as I was deciding on what to shave with, I tried something a little different. The other day, I came down with a head cold and have been pretty miserable with a lot of sinus congestion. My soap of choice to combat the sinuses was cane from phoenix shaving the peppermint really opens things up it was a wonderful shave as usual with phoenix shaving products i used my vikings blade chieftain razor and a shark super chrome razor blade and lathered up with the vikings blade white knight shaving brush after completing the shave and having that chilled feeling on the face i decided to warm things up a little since it's currently 30 degrees outside I used Old Spice Aftershave followed by the Cane Star Jelly. I have to admit, it is an awesome combination. Initially, you get the warm, soothing effect from the Old Spice with that classic spicy sweet scent we all know and love. Then, the Cane Star Jelly kicks things back up a notch with a nice cooling and minty finish. However, the best part is once everything mellows out, the scent you're left with is a pleasantly intoxicating, warm and spicy base, but a crisp peppermint vanilla undertone. I'm going to be doing this again and possibly making this my go-to combo when using cane. Next Phoenix Shaving Mashup Soap? Cold Spices and Cane? Who knows? Hope you are preparing for a wonderful holiday season with your family and friends. And as always, God bless. Tyler. Tyler, <laughs> thanks very, very much for this shaving tip mashup. This is great. We always talk about aftershaves that are kind of universal and can be used with a variety of shave soap scents out there. This sounds absolutely wonderful, and I hope Douglas <laughs> is watching and is inspired to do this mashup of cane and cold spices. Absolutely fantastic. I'm intrigued. I have Old Spice that Abhinay Samant sent the channel, the Old Spice that comes from India, which is 
from what I hear, very, very close, what, what's being reported by a lot of wet shavers out there, very, very close to the original scent. And I have to admit, yeah, it is very, very close to the original scent. And uh, if I get some cane, I've got a good brand, a good formula of Old Spice to try that with. So yeah, I'm very, very intrigued. Thank you very, very much for this shaving tip slash mashup. Really, really do appreciate it. Folks, if you've got cane, if you've got Old Spice, give it a try. Let us know what your results are in the comments below. Thanks very, very much, Tyler. Really, really do appreciate it. And to say thank you for you and only you, an original signed George sketch. So please email me your snail mail address to mondaymailbag at gmail.com, mondaymailbag at gmail.com, and I will send this to you post haste. And if you out there would like an original signed George sketch, just send me a shaving tip. Send that shaving tip to mondaymailbag at gmail.com, mondaymailbag at gmail.com. And if I use it here on the morning shaving tip segment of the Monday Morning Mailbag YouTube will receive an original signed George sketch. So Tyler, thanks again for a great shaving tip slash mashup. Really, really do appreciate it. Well, during the opening of the show this morning, I forgot to mention that we have a couple of Shave Den visits. Well, Shave Den visits of sorts. Uh, a couple of viewers sent along photos and some background information on some wet shaving gear that they acquired for their Shave Den. Uh, first up is viewer Tim Whitcup, and he wrote, Hey Mark, I posted this on the Facebook group, so you may have seen it, but I bought a 1979 Gillette Atra razor with 29 cartridges for $33. You can't even buy new for that price. Wow, that's absolutely beautiful. And the handle, the Atra handle, looks to be in beautiful shape. Now, I have an Atra handle that belonged to my late father, and I did a review of it, and I used the Colonel Conk, uh, I guess you could say Atra cloned blades, uh, and it fit very, very well, and I got a really, really nice shave. And uh, you got uh, <laughs> the Atra razor handle and the Atra cartridges for an absolutely fantastic, fantastic price. Really, congratulations. That's absolutely great. And, of course, the uh, Atra cartridge heads are double uh, bladed, uh, so there are two little razor blades in those cartridge heads. And my rule of thumb is if I'm using a cartridge razor, I prefer three blades or less. So the Atra was a very nice shave, very, very agreeable, and uh, something I could take uh, in my dop kit uh, because it's a cartridge razor. It's TSA, uh, it's TSA compliant, I guess you could say. So that's really, really neat. A really, really nice find, Tim. Thanks so much for passing that along. Uh, again, folks, uh, you know, you get online, go to these antique stores, estate sales, you never know what you find. You'll find something like uh, the Atra Razor with 29 cartridges for a really great price. Looks brand new. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, congratulations on that acquisition for your shave den, Tim. Really do appreciate you sending along and sharing it with all the viewers out there. Jim from Northfield wrote, Hey, Mark, I have to share this photo. I was out antiquing yesterday and found these items. The one on the left is an EverReady shovel head. The one on the right is a Gillette Tech Razor with a case. But I hit the jackpot with the one in the middle. It's a rare Gillette Bulldog. This one is in fantastic condition. No cracks and no bent teeth with perfect patina. Best of all, 
I only paid $57 with tax. This easily could go for $300 plus on eBay. As always, right time, definitely right place. Have a great weekend, Jim. Jim, that's an absolutely spectacular find. Now, I'm not completely uh, familiar with the Gillette Bulldog. I did a little bit of research before shooting this segment, and yeah, that is a very, very rare find. Just Google Gillette Bulldog Safety Razor, and you'll get a wealth of information regarding what a rare razor this is and what a wonderful, wonderful find that is. So, Jim, thanks very, very much for sharing three great razors that you found, but absolutely that one in the middle, the Gillette Bulldog. Yeah, that is quite a find. Congratulations on that. So uh, only goes to show, again, folks, that there are a lot of great vintage razors out there at great prices, and you just have to look. You just have to be patient. So uh, my thanks to Tim and also to Jim from Northfield for sharing with us uh, their latest acquisitions for their shaved ends. Thanks again, gentlemen. Really do appreciate it. Well, we have a pet visit this morning, and it comes courtesy of viewer James Sefton. Now, last week, James introduced us to his grandchildren's dog, Gracie, a really cute little dog, and he sent along additional photos, uh, and he writes, Gracie is the sweetest dog ever. If you sit in a chair with a blanket on your lap, she will curl up and be your best friend all day long. She looks like an absolutely wonderful, friendly Wonderful, wonderful pet companion. Uh, just absolutely terrific. And a couple of those photos, I'm telling you, that looks like a dog you would see in a movie. Absolutely. It's a really, really terrific, friendly-looking dog that you would see in a movie. Really, you would, see, you would see that dog, that face in a movie. That's how those photos impressed me. So uh, an absolutely sweet-looking dog. Obviously a great, great companion to your grandkids. Uh, thanks so much for sending along the photos of Gracie James. Really, really do appreciate it. Well, this is your weekly reminder that the Monday Morning Mailbag is also available as a podcast. Simply get up to your favorite streaming service and search for Monday Morning Mailbag and more. And the Monday Morning Mailbag podcast, as well as our other podcast, Second Cup, will come right up. Both of those podcasts are available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and now right here on YouTube. Well, this morning we have an update to the 10,000 subscriber prize package giveaway. Uh, fourth prize winner, Kevin Turner, sent along a photo of uh, the prize that he won, and he wrote, Hi, Mark. I'm sending a picture of the fourth prize I received. I took the coffee and candy to work before I remembered to take a picture of the prizes. Thank you again for the nice prize. Well, thanks very much for sending along the photo and showing all the viewers that you received everything intact. Really do appreciate it. Nice of you to, <laughs> nice of you to share the coffee and the candy with your coworkers. That's really, really very, very nice of you. Uh, also, uh, first prize has been shipped to our winner in Malaysia, Mr. Masher. Chuck Price very, very kindly sent along the vintage razors that he promised to substitute for the straight razor that Mr. Masher did not want. So uh, Chuck sent along uh, a vintage tech razor with two handles, one long and one short. Uh, he sent along some razor blades as well, and he also sent 
along a vintage Gillette Super Speed Twist to Open Razor. So those items were packed with everything else that we were allowed to send to Malaysia. We had to take out, as you know, uh, any of the items that had alcohol content. Those could not be shipped. Uh, so we shipped everything else that was, uh, you know, hardware, uh, the scuttle, the shaving bowl, uh, anything that was alcohol-free, that was able to be shipped. But anything that contained alcohol had to remain here. And that's going to go into the 15,000 subscriber uh, price package giveaway, as well as the straight razor that Mr. Masher declined. And he took the vintage razors from Chuck Price as a substitute for that. So uh, really, really glad that the first prize has been uh, mailed via USPS. Uh, to Mr. Masher in Malaysia, and it should get there hopefully uh, another week or so. So that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. So Mr. Masher, when you receive first prize, please take a picture of everything, send it to the program so we can share it with all the viewers here, and uh, let everyone know that you received your prize. Uh, prizes. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, this week's update to the 10,000 subscriber prize package giveaway. And again, anyone out there that has received a prize that has not sent a photo in, uh, please, uh, if you get a chance, send a, a photo of what you've won and we'll share it with all the viewers here. So thanks again to Chuck Price for very, very kindly sending along the vintage razor and also the extra razor and the extra blades. And thanks also to Kevin Turner for sending in the photo. Really, really do appreciate it, gentlemen. Well, last week marked the start of Hanukkah. Viewer and fellow wet shaver Bob LaRoe, who's also a retired Army chaplain and a Massachusetts area pastor, participated in a Hanukkah menorah lighting ceremony last week. And he offered this prayer at that ceremony, posted on Facebook. I asked him if I could share it with everyone this morning, and he said, absolutely. So thank you very much, Bob. And here's what Bob wrote on his Facebook page. My prayer at the Saugus Hanukkah Menorah Lighting today. Blessed are you, Lord God, ruler of the universe. You make us holy with your truth and love. We kindle the menorah with earnest prayers that your light will dispel the darkness of our broken world. You are the strength and hope of Israel. Bring peace to the land and people of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Be their shield and defender. A world not safe for Jews is not safe for anyone. We gather together as Christians and Jews, as friends. Those of us who will soon be celebrating Christmas could not exist without Judaism. Almighty and merciful God, heal the centuries of hatred toward your chosen people and may Christians be instruments of your peace. May we live in your light, O Lord. We pray in your most holy name. Amen. Well, thank you very much for allowing me to share that with all the viewers this morning, Bob, and a very happy and blessed Hanukkah to all of our Jewish viewers and subscribers. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. Thanks again, Bob. Oh, one more thing. Bob also sent along this photo of the event, and he writes, I'm on the left with the president of our town's synagogue. Thanks very much for sending that along, Bob. And again, thank you very, very much for allowing me to share that prayer with all the viewers this morning.
Well, speaking of the holiday season and gift giving, I just had to share this with you this morning. This comes from Wally Pankowski. This is an absolutely awesome sweatshirt, and it makes a perfect gift for the wet shaver in your life. Check this out. Wally wrote, well, I haven't got the Athena stainless steel razor yet, but this is what my wife of 52 years got me. Keep in mind, she thinks I am nuts with the whole wet shaving enthrallment. She really gets me. <laughs> Wally, this is an absolutely fantastic, fantastic sweatshirt. Now, for those of you listening to the podcast, I'll describe it to you. The sweatshirt reads, I only think about wet shaving three times a week. Yesterday, today, tomorrow. <laughs> That's absolutely awesome. And the way the text is designed, uh, there are uh, little check boxes next to yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and they're kind of checked off there. It really is a terrific, terrific wet shaving sweatshirt. And uh, again, if you're looking for a holiday gift for Hanukkah or for Christmas, uh, check this one out. It would be absolutely ideal. Wally, your wife has great, great taste uh, tell her thanks very much for uh, getting this for you and allowing us to share it with everyone this morning. Really do appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> a great, great sweatshirt. Thanks again, Wally. Well, what do you know? Coffee's getting low that time of the show. Let's go back for a refill. Well, I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me this morning. I hope you went back for a refill. I sure did. Hang on one minute. Mm. That is really, really wonderful. Again, thanks to Jamie Horn for the Indiana Jones Toffee Treasure Coffee from Bones Coffee Company. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Jamie. And thank you again for an absolutely awesome, awesome coffee mug. Uh, this Indiana Jones Crusader's Cup from Bones Coffee Company. Check out that badge artwork again on that mug. Absolutely fantastic. From Deneen Pottery. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful coffee mug. A couple of things I might have forgot to mention when talking about this mug uh, at, during the opening of the show. Uh, the capacity is about 14 to 16 ounces according to their product page. And it also is dishwasher and microwave safe just so you know. So thanks again to Jamie Horn for a really, really terrific gift to the show, uh, the Crusader's Cup, the Indiana Jones Crusader's Cup, inspired by Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, and also the uh, Indiana Jones Toffee Treasure Coffee. Absolutely fantastic. Check them out. We'll have links to Bones Coffee Company below where you can check out these items and all the items they sell up there. So thanks again to Jamie Horn. Thank you very, very much, Jamie. All right, let's get to some of these comments here. Bill Murphy wrote, good show, Mark. I read the Lockhorns every day and will be looking for them on the new site. Now, this is uh, in regards to my friend Bunny Host. Uh, she and her late husband, Bill, created the Lockhorns. The, Lockhorn is, the Lockhorns uh, is being drawn by John Reiner, also a very, very good friend. And uh, Bunny just told me that they moved from King Features over to Universal Go Comics. So look for the Lockhorns there. 
beginning, uh, I think, January 1st. Well, beginning in 2024, January 1st or somewhere thereabouts. Uh, so again, uh, Bill, Bill writes, I read the Lockhorns every day and will be looking for them on the new site. I have subscribed to Go Comics for several years, as I do to the site the Lockhorns are at now. Can't wait to see the South African soap reviews. Have a great week. Well, there's your little teaser of what we're going to be talking about in New Wet Shave Gear this morning. Uh, we talked about uh, this uh, South African soap in the Second Cup podcast, and this comment was left uh, at the Second Cup podcast podcast. So there's a little bit of a teaser. So stay tuned to New Wet Shave Gear, where we're going to be talking about some new shave soaps all the way from South Africa, courtesy of a very, very kind and generous viewer. So thanks very much for that, Bill. Really do appreciate that. Uh, Jonathan Nichols wrote, uh, thank you, Mark. I've had a bad experience. I bought the Grand Chairman Shaving Bowl when I tried to use it with my Trafalgar T3 Ebony Shaving Brush. The bowl's sandblasted finish marred the finish of my T3 ebony. Ouch. Just wanted everyone to know that if you want a metal shaving bowl, the Vikings blade bowl will mar the finish of your shaving brush. I hope you have a great week, everyone. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that, Jonathan. Uh, it sounds like maybe the Trafalgar is a little too short when uh, and you're inserting it. You have to insert it all the way in the bowl and clang it around will probably mar the furnish. I know that the mar the finish. I know that the uh, the Grand Chairman shaving bowl is bead blasted in there, so it does have a little bit of a tooth to it. I'm so sorry to hear that. that that's I'm really, really very sorry, but thank you very much for letting everyone know that uh, potentially that could happen to their shaving brushes with that shaving with that particular shaving bowl. Uh, so thanks very much for the heads up on that. I have not had or experienced that problem at all. So uh, if anyone else has, please comment below. Or if you have a solution, please comment below. But uh, thanks very much for that, Jonathan. And again, so sorry to hear that. I'm really, really very, very sorry to hear that. Uh, Bill Murphy wrote again, another great 3MB. I'm going to try the tip for neck irritation. Yeah, check out the previous Monday morning mailbag. We had a great shaving tip for uh, neck irritation involving uh, aftershave balm, using it uh, the night before your shave, that sort of thing. Uh, got my advent calendar today, and I think I detected a slight fruity scent, but I will wait until it's time to open it. Yeah, this week kicks off the 12 Shaves of Christmas with the Phoenix Shaving Advent Calendar. I'm really excited about that. And I'm going to modify the way, I, um, the way I do a shave with a, a shave soap, uh, kind of tighten up the format a little bit So uh, because I got 12 of these to do. I'm really excited to do this. <laughs> I really, really am excited to do this. Now, um, the... Um, I guess you could say the challenge here is trying to work in some reviews of some of the other items that we have in queue here and also do the 12 shaves of Christmas. Now, luckily for me, I have two canvases, <laughs> so to speak, uh, my face and also my head. So some reviews will be a head shave. Some reviews will be a face shave. Uh, I'm not sure which will be which, if the 12 shaves of Christmas are going to be head shaves interspersed here and there, or if some of the other reviews of some of the other blades and shave soaps, that sort of thing, are going to be head shaves. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But the point is, is that I do have a couple of canvases to work with here. So <laughs> looking forward to it. And uh, again, uh, I'm going to try to tighten up the format 
of uh, these shaves I do for the 12 Shaves of Christmas, just so you know, going in. Uh, so I'm really, really excited. I'm really, really excited about doing these. Uh, it's getting my creative juices flowing. It's a lot, you know, I've mentioned this before. Doing these videos, first of all, I love doing the shaves. I absolutely love doing the shaves and talking about the shave soaps, the razors, that sort of thing. I absolutely love that. But I also love the editing process and putting it all together so it's presented in uh, a really fun, creative way. So uh, thank you very much for tuning in. And I'm uh, going to try some, I guess, try some different things with the, these 12, shave, 12 Shaves of Christmas videos is what I'm saying. So uh, let me know how you, uh, how you like them, and uh, I'm really, really excited. Uh, so thanks for that comment, Bill. Andrew Hill wrote, great show, Mark. I was watching this morning, drinking a cup of Green Mountain Black Granite Coffee. Wow, <laughs> that sounds great. Another delicious dark roast. Yeah, the name kind of sounds like it would be a dark roast. Uh, very nice new shave gear segment. And in regards to taking a break from a razor you're having a hard time using and coming back to, that's a fantastic bit of advice. Uh, about eight months ago, I got a Utopia Shavette. Never used one before. I would start out great, then always cut myself. So instead of getting discouraged, I gave it a break for about a month, then went back and used it about once a week. Eventually, with patience, I've got a nice technique down. That goes with even first starting out with DE razors. Don't rush or get discouraged. Take your time. The good shaves will come. Again, great show. Have a great week, Mark. Hey, Andrew, thanks very, very much for confirming that particular approach. Putting something aside, waiting, and then coming back to it. I'm so glad that uh, that approach worked for you. Absolutely wonderful. And yeah, that works for both I guess straight razor shavettes and and safety razors. You know, if something if something doesn't quite work, set it aside and then come back to it. And I think the reason is that maybe your expectations are a little too high or a little too different, or there's that anticipation of trying something new. And again, you've got high expectations. I don't know exactly what it is, but I have found that if I set something aside and come back to it. You know, there's a fresh perspective there. So thanks very much for confirming that, Andrew. Really, really do appreciate it. Now, speaking of coming back to something, we have got uh, some uh, comments regarding the Fatip razor that I acquired from uh, Pasteur's Shaving. And uh, the blade balance was off on this. And we got some really, really great comments regarding uh, this particular razor and the shave that ran last week. Uh, Matt wrote... Uh, hi, Mark. Great shave. Mark, I have a Fatip razor, and I have the same problem with the balance. Can't use it, but I just kept it in my collection because it just looks cool. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for confirming that you've got a similar problem to this one. Uh, James Sefton wrote, great video, Mark. I believe if I had that razor, I would just use whatever side of it to match my beard growth. Uh, one, two, or three day. Uh, in my humble opinion. Have a great day. Yeah, you know, uh, I found that the blade balance was off a little bit. But yeah, I guess I could use it as an asymmetrical razor, so to speak, or maybe just as a single edge razor on one side. Uh, now, it's not that far off, but it was far off. But we'll explore this a little more with additional comments here. Uh, Tyler F61394 wrote, Good morning, Mark. Uh, Balzano blades used to be made in Italy, but I believe are now made in Germany. Yeah, I was asking if there were any Italian blades out there. Balzano, yeah, Balzano probably sounds, it sounds like an Italian blade. 
uh, made in Italy at one time, but now are made in Germany. Uh, so thanks very much for that, Tyler. He continues, in regards to the blade balance issue, I have a few razors that have balance issues. The way I see it, if you like the looks of the razor and the performance of it is good, take a little extra time before the shave and tweak the blade a little. Razors with the end tabs exposed, you can simply grab those when the razor isn't tightened down all the way and manually adjust the blade. If the end tabs are enclosed, use a cotton swab to push the blade where it needs to go to line up correctly. It can be a little tedious, but when we do the traditional wet shave, we aren't usually in a hurry anyhow, right? That's my take on it. If the razor performs good in all other aspects, the inconvenience of having to tweak the blade, that doesn't bother me too much. Now, I have been looking at this razor and I have been doing that. And other viewers have mentioned this tweak as well, as we will see in the, in the uh, refill comments. Now, I did shove the blade in this razor head where it was overexposed, where the, where the, uh, the uh, overexposed area, so to speak, or where the blade had more exposure, I shoved it to the other side just a little bit, and it looks like it may have balanced out just a bit. And I did that before cameras rolled, and if you look there, you might see. Can you see that perhaps, perhaps that's in balance now a little more? Perhaps? Does that look like it might be in balance a little more? I think it might be. Well, I'm going to keep this, uh, this razor in there the way it is and have a shave with it. Uh, I think after the show. I have not shaved yet. I've been meaning to uh, do a review on some things, and I think I might, might use this this uh, Fatip razor, uh, the Close Comb Grande razor, Dorado, uh, and use the uh, blade in there. I have a Platinum Strangelet blade, second use, and uh, we'll see what happens. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that. So it's either going to be this shave or another shave, but I'm going to leave the the blade in there as it's set up because it looks, I don't know, it looks like it might be balanced this time. So, you know, who knows? Uh, but I, I, I did see a little bit of play in cap and base plate and a little bit of play uh, with the razor blade. So uh, I did that. It may, it may have worked. I'm not entirely sure. Um, all the, oh yeah, all the RPM wrote, my vintage Gillette's Never have blade issues, but most of my new ones all do. Uh, well, uh, my question is, I know the vintage Gillettes, uh, especially the twist, the super speeds, the fat boys, the slims, blade balance and alignment, really, really terrific, spot on. But uh, I have found that um, a really nice, well-made top shelf razors, like uh, the razors you get from Timeless Razor, uh, Carve Overlander, uh, the razors from Yates, these kinds of companies where they're ma really making some great, great razors. Razors from Phoenix Shaving. Balance and alignment always, always spot on. Uh, yeah, so uh, maybe, you're maybe, maybe you're comparing your vintage razors to some other razors that might be in, what, the $15, $20 range where you could have a little bit of blade balance. Let me know. Let me know in the comments below what, uh, what level of razor you're having a blade balance issue with um, would be would be interested in knowing. Um, I uh, Tyler uh, writes. I definitely feel like the quality control on most new razors are far from perfect. My Gillette Fat Boys and Slims are perfect every time. Another another viewer saying that the Gillette Fat Boys and Slims are perfect every time. I agree, they are perfect every time. However, again, if you get a top shelf razor, uh, 
you're going to get <laughs> really precisely machined, CNC machined uh, razor, and the balance and alignment is perfect every single time. If you get something in the bargain category, yeah, I think blade balance could be a little bit of a little bit of a roll of the dice, uh, my opinion. Then again, uh, sometimes not. Something that's in like the say the forty to fifty dollar range, even the twenty five to fifty dollar range, blade balance and alignment, very very good. Something below that price point, sometimes you'll get, uh, you know, you'll get a little bit of a balance issue. Um, uh, Tyler also added here uh, my Vikings blade chieftain Recur thirty three C. King C. Gillette and Timeless Bronze are the only modern razors I own with perfect alignment. All my other modern ones, I have to adjust the blade 9 out of 10 times. Uh, you know what? The ones that you named are the ones that I'm thinking about that are in that $25 to $50 range. And surely the Timeless Bronze is a wonderful razor. I love my Timeless Bronze. And that one is a little more expensive than the others that you've named. But yes, King C. Gillette, the Mercur razors... And the Vikings Blade Chieftain, really, really terrific. Blade alignment and balance, spot on with those. I agree. Uh, this comes from viewer Pentecost, and he wrote, Good day, sir. Have you had any other experiences with unbalanced razors? Blade exposure, gap, etc. Would love to know a few examples according to your experience. Seeing an unbalanced razor would really throw me off, as this is one of those things that has to be dead-on symmetrical to me personally. I know sometimes cheap razors would have a more relaxed blade tolerance, which would result in that, but I heard good things about fatigue razors. You know what? I can't really recall other razors that I have where the blade has been uh, out of balance. I know that I have some, but my recent experience with razors that have come in the shaved den, the blade balance and alignment has always been wonderful. Uh, but uh, this fatigue uh, close comb razor has been uh, the exception to that. And again, in looking at this right now, it looks like, again, it looks like the balance and alignment may have been corrected just by tweaking uh, the position of the blade in the razor head. I'll show it to you one more time. Looks like the balance is okay. I'll show it to you that way. And then I'll flip it around like that and show it to you that way. And you tell me, and I'm trying to angle it so it doesn't reflect too much light. How about that? Does that look better? Okay, does that look better? Looks like it's in balance now compared to what I had in the review. How about that? Maybe off a little bit? I don't know. How does that? I'm just trying to just trying to hold it as square as possible to the camera. I don't know. I'm gonna, you know, I know that the feel of it was was off. I could feel the difference uh, on the second and third, second pass. How many passes did I do? Three? I can't remember. Second pass, certainly. Uh, there was a difference there. Uh, but thank you very much for the comment. I really do appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Titans1127 wrote, Sadly, blade alignment problems are common with Fatigue razors, but at least Pasteur is awesome. I agree. Pasteur is absolutely awesome. A wonderful resource for wet shaving gear. This is not their fault. This is just a razor that they stock from a supplier, a manufacturer, Fatip. And uh, as far as uh, blade alignment problems with Fatip, I have a few open comb razors by Fatip, and I have not had blade alignment issues with those open comb razors. I don't know. Go figure. But again, I'm doing a little bit of tweaking here, so maybe that blade alignment issue uh, is solved. Maybe, that, maybe this is solved, so we'll see. 
Uh, let's see, Fuzz7263 wrote, nice shave, Mark. The blade looks overexposed on the bottom left, looking at the image of it. Have a great week. Well, thanks very much for seeing what I was seeing during the review. Lee Price9649 wrote, I have the I have the Fatih Piccolo special edition with both open and closed comb plates, and the alignment is the same way. Wow. Uh, Lee, do you have to uh, tweak the blade a little bit to uh, realign it? Let me know in the comments below. Uh, Razor Michael said, uh, nice Razor review. <laughs> Thanks very much, Razor. Um, Daniel Hannon wrote, uh, yes, it does look off to me. Uh, it's an awesome shave, though. Thank you very much, Daniel. I appreciate that. Uh, the one Baba wrote, uh, looked off to me as well. Like I say, I, I guess I was thinking it might have been an optical illusion when I was looking at it. I'm looking at it again. I'm thinking, boy, that looks balanced now because I tweaked it. So, you know, maybe there is a, a lot of uh, leeway uh, in that razor head for that blade. Uh, if that's the case, then problem solved. I'm going to have to shave with it and actually feel uh, if, the, if the balance has been restored. Uh, let's put it to you that way. Dino Daniel wrote, Hey Mark, my Fatip has the same issues, which are mostly to do with the top cap, pins being narrow. Uh, after assembly and before locking the blade into place, I make an adjustment using the exposed blade tabs. Then finally snug up the handle. This whole process only takes a few seconds. I've been doing it this way for a few years now and still don't care for any other razor, especially paired with either a Persona or Astra blade. The shave quality is BBS all the time. Uh, looking forward to your next video. Uh, wow, Dino, thank you very much for this. Now I am really, really excited to uh, you know tweak it as I have and to shave with it. And yeah, uh, I think you're correct. As I mentioned in the video, I thought maybe the cap had the way the maybe the way the cap was machined had something to do with that, uh, the way it's seated. So you know what? Again, uh, again, I'm not touching this. <laughs> We're gonna see if that works. And if that works, uh, well then you know what? Problem solved. Again, when I first installed the blade right before cameras rolled, I took a look at which side had more blade exposure, then loosened the handle, and then shoved in the opposite direction. Uh, grabbed those two tabs and shoved the blade over to the other side, and it looks like it may have balanced things out. We'll see. So thank you very much for that, Dino. Really, really do appreciate it. Uh, Valley Shaver John wrote, Morning, Mark. I own the Fatip open comb slant and found that I must check the blade exposures carefully before beginning my shave. I do this on all of my razors, just a habit I have from the past. The slant gives a very good shave with a second use blade. I have found that the blade alignment on my other two fatigue razors can sometimes be off also. I have noticed that the post holes holding the blade in place is different on each end. I usually switch end on the base plate and find the alignment is better. Quality control isn't always that good. These razors are mold poured heads and base plates, not stamped. Always take time to check. Newbies need to learn this in developing part of their technique. Hey, thanks very, very much for this, uh, Shaver John. Really do appreciate that. I was not aware that these are, I was not aware that this is a uh, molded, uh, razor head. Uh, maybe they mold it and then maybe they do some finished machining on it. I'm not entirely sure 
what their manufacturing process is. But uh, yeah, thanks very, very much for that. And again, I'm going forward with this razor. I'm going to play with those end tabs and play with the alignment and see if that, see if that solves my problem. Uh, but yeah, a very, very good tip to newbies out there, especially if they have a razor that is known for maybe having some balance issues or they get a bargain razor where the razor blade might be out of balance and just, again, just grabbing those end tabs a little bit and tweaking a little bit and then tightening it down might solve the issue. Viewer Crass Key wrote, uh, there are nice Fatip blades available. I didn't know that. Fatip makes a razor blade? I did not know that. That's the Italian blade that I'm going to have to try then. Sharp and upper mid-aggressive, in my humble opinion. Bolzano blades have at least an Italian vibe because of their name. Yeah, we just learned that the uh, Bolzano blades were made in Italy, now made in Germany. Have to do, have to do a little more research on that. So if uh, anyone out there has more information on Bolzano razor blades, please comment below. And if you also have additional information on Fatip blades, please comment below and we'll share that with viewers in upcoming Monday morning mailbags. And that wraps up this week's refill segment. My thanks to everyone who contributed. Really do appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Okay, let's check out some new wet shaving gear. Viewer Jimmy V sent along this heads up, and he writes, Hi, Mark. I just received the pre-order announcement for the Yates winning razor, this time in titanium. I ordered one right away. I'm such a sucker for titanium, laugh out loud. This is going to sell out quickly. Hopefully, I got my order in quickly enough. Hope you're having a great Taco Tuesday, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, Jimmy sent this to me last Tuesday. A pre-order announcement went out from Yates Manufacturing Company regarding the winning razor that they brought back. Uh, they, uh, they were making, uh, Yates was making uh, the winning razor and also the America razor for the Wet Shaving Club, I think it was called. And I have, an Amer I have a America razor and uh, they made an announcement uh, before the Wet Shaving Club was uh, dissolved that uh, the uh, winning razor was going away. They weren't going to make it anymore. And uh, I got up there uh, too late to get one. Luckily, at the wet shaving meetup in Columbus a couple of years ago, uh, viewer and fellow wet shaver Charles Smith had a winning razor that uh, he did a mirror polish on it, and he sold it to me at a really nice price. And it's a fantastic razor. It really, really is. So this is one of the original winning razors that uh, was discontinued. Then Yates bought the wet shaving club, I think, uh, and they brought back the America Razor, uh, and or they continue to make the America Razor under the Yates brand, and uh, they brought back the Winning Razor in stainless steel. Now that's a machine finish, and again, Charles Smith very, very wonderfully and beautifully gave a mirror polish to it, which is why I like it so much. But uh, again, they brought it back in stainless steel machine finish, and it sold out immediately. Well. Now they're bringing it back again in titanium this time. So hopefully by the time this airs, when you see this, the pre-order page will still be active and you'll be able to get a winning razor 
in titanium. And let's hope they bring back the winning razor in stainless steel again because it really is a terrific, terrific razor. I like it a lot. Again, it has a Henson-like uh, razor head where it's very, very easy to find the angle of approach and uh, really delivers a wonderfully, wonderful Wonderfully, wonderfully mild and efficient shave. So my thanks to Jimmy V for the heads up on this. Folks, we'll have a link to Yates Manufacturing uh, where you can check out the pre-order for the uh, winning razor in titanium. Hopefully, hopefully by the time this airs, when this airs, uh, the pre-order page is still up there. Thanks again, Jimmy. Really, really do appreciate it. Well, we've been talking about horsehair shaving brushes, and Paul Denali offers a review on one that he's been using. And uh, we've included a new wet shaving gear because if you're looking for a horsehair brush, the one he's reviewing here might just fit the bill for you. And he writes, Hey, Mark, I was interested to hear one of your listeners take on the Samoga Pharos C3 horsehair brush. Sounds as though he really liked it. I thought your viewers and listeners might benefit from a little information in my experience with the Samoag Galahad C3 horsehair brush. There is a little of the wet animal smell that people talk about after giving it a couple washings and using it a few times, but never a strong smell, and I don't really notice it once that lather gets going. It's a 22 millimeter knot that has great backbone for the bow lathering I have been doing. When I bowl lather, I usually build the lather about 90% in the bowl and then complete the lathering on my face. This allows for some exfoliation that I wouldn't get if I built the whole lather in the bowl and just painted it on. This brush feels slightly scritchy, but not uncomfortable on the face. It may get softer and more broken in, at which point I may face lather with it, but my face is very sensitive to scrubbing, so for now, I will use it for bowl lathering. Your mileage may vary. Don't get me wrong, it isn't harsh. In fact, it is gradually breaking in and developing a tad of floppiness, which I like, especially to do face painting with. It is very different from my Zenith E3 brush. The Zenith is much softer and floppier. I definitely classify that one as my face lather brush. It doesn't have the backbone or the slightly scritchy quality of the Samoag, which I would consider more of an all-round general brush. So there you have it. There are definite differences between horse hair brushes, and if you want that super soft, floppy feel, the Zenith E3 is the one with its extra soft hair. If you prefer more backbone and put a premium on exfoliating your skin, the Samoga Galahad is a better choice. Personally, variety being the spice of life, I enjoy having both options in my den. Thanks, Mark. And he also wraps up with, always look forward to having a cup of tea, if you don't mind, <laughs> as I join you for the Monday morning mailbag. Absolutely no problem. Coffee, tea, that's fine, Paul. Thanks again for a great, great review and a comparison of two wonderful horsehair brushes. Really do appreciate it. Well, we're being introduced to a couple of great shave soaps from viewer Greg P. Now, Greg, I don't know if you want me to use your last name, so I'll just go by Greg P. right now. That's how you sign all your emails. Uh, if you want me to use your last name uh, next time around, please let me know. Anyhow, uh, Greg wrote, 
Uh, I'm a man of my word, and as such, I have ordered you my favorite tallow scent from the Sudsy Soapery Altitude Fougere. This is a wonderful scent that smells like the coastal rainforest of the Pacific Northwest. Please note to add some sweetness, they added almond along with fir, cedar, oak moss, and fern. When you open it, the smell of marzipan will be up front. But I promise you, the other notes will emerge and you won't be disappointed. Their plain tallow base is amazing and you will be shocked at how fast it lathers. Your mileage may vary, but in my experience, it doesn't take much of a brush load to explode lather. I hope you enjoy it, and I wish you a wonderful holiday season. Uh, thank you for continuing to make excellent content for us shavers to watch and enjoy. Uh, Greg, thank you very, very much for sending this along. It's an absolutely beautiful, beautiful scent, folks. Altitude from Sudsy Soapery. Yeah, this is, this is really, this really does capture what I would imagine to be the great Northwest forests. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm looking forward to having a shave with this. And we have used the uh, Sudsy Soapery uh, shave soaps before uh, on the program and have reviewed them, but those are usually their triple buttered soap bases. This, I think, is the first time I'll be using their plain soap base. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, and check out that artwork. That really says it all. That is what you're going to get, that great, great Northwest forest freshness. Oh, yeah, that is absolutely terrific. So check it out from the Sudsy Soapery Altitude. Really, really wonderful. Greg, thank you very much for sending that along. Now, Greg also included a uh, another a review of another shave soap. And uh, he says, now for a 3MB review of the Cayune Workshop's Voodoo King. It's top-tier tallow and so good I had to share it. Have a wonderful holiday weekend. And he writes here, today I got Voodoo King in from the Cayune Workshop. That's spelled C-A-Y-U-E-N. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. The Cayune Workshop. And it's such a fantastic soap. I just had to share with you and your subscribers. Wet shavers will be rewarded with a luxurious lightly fragranced lather that has superb moisturizing properties. This tallow base loads easily and builds a thick, rich lather with minimal water and effort. Voodoo King is a bewitching combination of citrus, violet, heliotrope, clove, geranium, patchouli, pine, and vanilla. The Cayune Workshop describes it best. Quote, every shave will ensnare you in a captivating elixir evoking the essence of voodoo magic that leaves all under your spell, unquote. This is seriously one of the best small artisan soaps and splashes I've used yet. I cannot recommend them enough. Greg, thank you so very, very much for an outstanding review of uh, Cayune. <laughs> Cayune Voodoo King. Wow, that is absolutely, well, Cayune Workshop Voodoo King. That's absolutely fantastic. And thanks again for uh, the uh, synopsis description of Altitude and for sending this along to the channel. Really, really do appreciate it. So there you go, folks. Two more great artisan shave soaps uh, to select from. Uh, Altitude from Sudsy Soapery and Voodoo King from Cayune Workshop. Thanks again, Greg. Really do appreciate it.
Well, as we mentioned earlier in the show, we have a brand new artisan shave soap maker we wanted to introduce you to. Uh, these shave soaps come all the way from South Africa, courtesy of viewer Dr. Edward D. Villiers. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly, doctor. And he wrote, hello, Mark. I'm a South African viewer of your channel, and I've noticed that you have reviewed some of the Master Soap Creation soaps in the past. There's another excellent soap maker in Pretoria, Boondabeard, who makes great tallow-based soaps with unique scents that aren't based on brand name products. I'd like to send you some to try. Would you be interested? I said, absolutely. And he sent me a, he sent me a wonderful sample from Boondabeard, artisan soap maker. Absolutely wonderful. Let me introduce some of these to you. I introduced these in last week's second cup. Let me show them to you right here. This first one is called Shark Dive. My gosh. <laughs> check out that art. Check out that art. Absolutely fantastic. And it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful scent. Here's what they have to say about a Shark Dive on their product, uh, on their product page. Uh, the fragrance is hip, fresh, and modern and has a leathery swing to it, but not as heavy as our more traditional uh, aftershave. The top notes will sing bergamot and cinnamon. The medium notes will be played by orange blossom, honeysuckle, and yasmin, while the base notes will be strummed by sandalwood, vetiver, patchouli, musk, and vanilla. Boy, that really is folded in very, very nicely. The fragrance plays a fine tune indeed. If Smell was a 1980s rock song, this one would most certainly be Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Absolutely, and there's a really, really wonderful, wonderful freshness to it. I uh, really like this one a lot, Shark Dive. And uh, Edward also sent along the balm, which, uh, which we're, I'm really looking forward to trying this. So this is probably going to be my first reviewed uh, set of products from Boondabeard. Really, really wonderful. We will link to Boondabeard in the description below where you can see all these wonderful, wonderful shave soaps. And we are going to be sharing with, with you um, each week uh, another offering from Boondabeard because uh, Dr. De Villiers really sent along a really, really nice selection. Here's another one that is just absolutely wonderful. Now, I cannot pronounce the Afrikaans' um, name here. Uh, I will attempt it. It's Camille Pert's, Camille, Camille Pert's Kick. Can you see that right there? Uh, for the podcasters out there, for the folks listening to the podcast, rather, it's spelled K-A-M-E-E-L-P-E-R-D, uh, and it means giraffe. So this is Giraffe's Kick. And it's named uh, accordingly because this has a beautiful peppermint scent. And if you look at the soap here, <laughs> how about that? That's almost like the pattern that the giraffe has on its body. At least that's the way I took it. Absolutely splendid. Boy, this is really, really terrific. It's a wonderful peppermint scent. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, here's another one here, a honeybush. Honeybush is wonderful. This has an organic honey kind of scent. Yeah, beautiful. It's it really is. It's honey, but it's an organic kind of honey. Really, really wonderful. Looking forward to reviewing this one as well. Really, really terrific honey bush from Bundabeard. And uh, let me show you this one here. 
Now, again, I don't believe I can pronounce this uh, name correctly. Uh, uh, it's, I'm going to attempt it. It's Lamented in the Leveld. I don't think that's <laughs> the correct pronunciation, but it translates to Orange Time in the Lowlands. And this is a beautiful orange citrus scent, but it doesn't hit you over the head. It's very, very refined orange citrus scent, in my humble opinion. Absolutely wonderful. Check that out. Yeah, so we're looking forward to reviewing this one as well. So there's a sampling of what was sent by Dr. De Villiers. Thank you very, very much. He also uh, sent this along as well. Um, he says, uh, he sent this along here. These are Gillette Menorah. Uh, razor blades. These are the platinum razor blades here. He says, I know you guys have reviewed the regular stainless menorahs, but the platinums are nowhere to be found outside South Africa and Tunisia as far as I know. So thank you very much for sending these along. We are going to be reviewing these <laughs> as well, probably using one of these uh, when we review the shave soaps. Absolutely. And uh, they also offer uh, a wonderful line of shaving brushes at Boone Beard. Now, this one is really, really fantastic. Check out that handle there. Okay, you see that handle? Very, very unique. Has a, has a, a somewhat of a uh, of a craggy kind of a look to it. Uh, very, very nice and grippy. Here's what he writes: uh, The brush uses your standard tuxedo fiber knot, but the handle is quite unique. It's a mix of resin and rock salt from the Karoo region. Uh, as you use it, the salt dissolves away to leave an increasingly grippy resin honeycomb behind. How about that? I am really excited to use this uh, shaving brush. And the knot is absolutely wonderful. It really is a wonderful, wonderful knot. Nice synthetic knot. I think it's going to do an absolutely splendid job. The great thing about these shave soaps, uh, all the ingredients are sourced from South Africa. So you're getting an absolutely uh, unique South African artisan product. So uh, really looking forward to reviewing and using all of these here. And we're going to be sharing some more of the uh, shave soap products that uh, Dr. Dill Villiers, uh, Edward, <laughs> I'm sorry about mangling the name, uh, sent along. So we'll be sharing those uh, with you in the weeks ahead in the, uh, on the Monday morning mailbag. So I'm really, really excited about that. So thanks again to uh, Dr. Edward de Villiers for very, very kindly and generously introducing the channel and all the viewers out there to Boonda Beard. We'll be using and reviewing and sharing some more of their offerings here on the Monday Morning Mailbag in the weeks ahead into the new year. Really, really excited about this South African artisan soap maker. Edward, thank you very, very much. Viewer Rob Bruno wrote the following. Hi, Mark. There seems to be a trendy word on your podcast that needs to stop. The word is swirling. Take your brush and swirl away in your favorite soap. No! <laughs> if you're doing this, you are doing a huge disservice to the shaving industry. All of our great artisans are crafting these handmade bowls. You're not helping small businesses and you're hurting the manufacturing sector of the economy. Shaving with a bowl and a brush is the proper way to shave, not stick your brush in a plastic tub. 
Have a great Christmas, Mark. Rob in Vegas. Rob, I agree with you. Uh, bowl lathering is the way to go, absolutely. And uh, the viewers here very kindly and generously converted me from being a face latherer to a bowl latherer, and I agree with you. Uh, there are some great artisans out there making great, great shave bowls and great shave brushes as well. So yeah, I agree. That is the way to, uh, to shave, the proper way to shave. Uh, a, a brush and a bowl, absolutely, and do a nice brush load from that soap puck and then go right over to your bowl to build that lather. Which brings me to a new item that uh, we have in the shave den. So your email really serves as a great introduction. Here it is, folks. This is the Phoenix Shaving 30-ounce shave bowl. I happen to have the John Frum version of this shave bowl. Uh, here's what they say on their product page. This is the 30-ounce size. This thing is huge. Uh, the lather bowl is not only perfect for building a lather, but also a great way to store a shave puck or our samples uh, for face lathers. Made of stainless steel and comes with a translucent plastic lid and anti-slip backing. They are also great for travel. Now, this is a 30-ounce uh, version. I don't know how easily this will travel. Maybe, maybe the 20 ounce is better. But the reason why I bought the uh, 30 ounce is because the silicone lather disc that Phoenix Shaving also sells is specifically for the 30 ounce bowl. So uh, that lather disc has not yet arrived in the shave den. It's being shipped separately. So this uh, lather bowl, uh, again, was shipped separately from the order, and it arrived uh, a few days ago, and I was surprised at how large it is. But it does make heaps and heaps of lather, and my gosh, there's a lot of real estate in there. Now, uh, if you have big hands, you're going to love it, <clears throat> but this no-slip this no slip back is wonderful because if you don't want to hold it in your hand, you can just set it down on the counter and it's very, very grippy. So all you have to do is maybe just steady it with one hand, just a little bit, uh, a little bit of pressure, and uh, you can get your brush and just uh, build that lather right inside that bowl with absolutely no problem. You don't have to lift it up. Uh, you can just leave it on the counter because that no slip grip, that no, that, 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 uh, what do they call it again? They call it anti-slip backing. Uh, really holds it firmly to the counter. So that is a big plus. And plus, it's got a lid here. So if you build a, a lot of lather and you want to, um, I don't know, save it for an evening head shave like I do or shave the next day, uh, you can just uh, put that, that lid on top and keep any dust or particulate matter that might be floating around your shave den from going in and contaminating that lather. At least that's my thought. Uh, if you have one of these and you use it that way, please comment below and let us know. Uh, uh, do you have the 20 ounce? How is the 20 ounce? Please comment below and let us know. But I got the 30 ounce because I wanted to get the silicone lather disc and see how that works. So as soon as that arrives, I'll do a review of the lather disc in this, uh, in this bowl here. And we'll see what kind of lather we uh, are able to build with it. But yeah, it is very, very generously sized. And yeah, you could throw, all, you, if you don't want to use it as a shave bowl, a lathering bowl, you could throw a lot of other things in here. Uh, some shave pucks, shave samples, razor blades, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, it seems to be a versatile piece of shaving gear for your shave den. Uh, again, this is the uh, John Frum Lather Bowl. 
with lid. Uh, I It's stainless steel, and I have the 30-ounce size. It's also available in a 20-ounce size. Hey, Rob, thanks for the great introduction, allowing me to talk about this uh, shaving bowl from Phoenix Shaving. Really do appreciate it. And that wraps up this week's look at new wet shaving gear. My thanks to everyone who contributed. Really do appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Okay, let's get to some of these questions and comments. Viewer James Sefton wrote, Hey Mark, I've been wondering about when the very first 3MB was, or when you started the channel, and thanks for putting Gracie on the show. Have a great rest of the week. Oh, hey, thanks very much for uh, passing along those photos of Gracie. She's a really, really cute, cute dog. My pleasure, including her during the uh, pet visit uh, today and also last week. Uh, absolutely, uh, just looks like a sweetheart of a, of a dog, absolutely. Uh, regarding the channel, uh, I've had a Google account since probably, I don't know, 2008, 2009, something like that. And I started putting content up probably about 2011, 2012, uh, mostly about cartooning and just trying to figure out how to uh, create video and that sort of thing. And it really didn't take hold until about 2015. Uh, that's when I saw that I could uh, make a video that could get some response because prior to that, prior to that, I wasn't getting much response from the cartooning or some of the other videos I was doing. But uh, I happened to create a video. It's about four minutes and 49 seconds. Uh, it was published on November 8th, 2015, and it's called HDMI to AV Converter for Amazon Fire Stick. Now, what happened was my nephew, Mike, uh, who works in IT, sent me a Fire Stick, and it was a new product back then. And I didn't have a flat panel television set. I had an old... 25, 30-year-old television set. And I wasn't going to go out and buy uh, a $400 television set to get a $20 item to work. So I Googled uh, for converters. And I, sure enough, I found a converter for an HDMI uh, plug to go into that would convert from that plug to plug into the back of the television set. And uh, it worked. And I thought, wow, I'll bet other people would like to see how that works. Maybe they also have old television sets and they got a $20 fire stick and they would just want to get it to work on an old television set. So I, I made that video. It was a very simple video. And since that has posted, since that was posted on November 8th, 2015, as of the time I'm making this video, it has 500,709 views and 532 comments. And that was really amazing. So that was the first introduction to how a YouTube channel could uh, help other people out there. So it was shortly after that in 2016 when I came across my late father's Gillette Super Speed uh, safety razor in beautiful shape. And uh, he had always told me, this is the best way to shave. And uh, being a, a stupid young <laughs> teenager, uh, I scoffed. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
you know what? I looked at it and said, yeah, you know what? I have to learn how to shave this way. So I found this wonderful community of wet shavers out there, and I decided just to start sharing my experiences with uh, wet shaving, my wet shaving journey, uh, by just creating a YouTube channel where I could post some video, maybe get some feedback, and learn a little bit more about the traditional wet shave. And one thing led to another, and uh, it's just started to gain a little bit of traction with uh, great thanks to the wet shaving community and all the viewers and subscribers out there. Uh, the first Monday morning mailbag debuted on August 12th, 2019. And uh, the reason why I put the Monday morning mailbag together was I was getting a, a wonderful feedback from, from viewers and wet shavers, and they were sharing their comments and asking questions. And I thought, well, hey, how about if I do a mailbag segment of about 15, 20 minutes, something like that, uh, maybe uh, share some comments, maybe answer some questions, that sort of thing. Try out some different things uh, creatively through video editing, that sort of thing, because I was still starting to learn the video editing process. And this was a great, great venue. Uh, it involved something that I really, really enjoyed, which was a traditional wet shave. And it enabled me to create video and then learn how to edit that video. And a lot of it was being created using YouTube online video editing uh, tools and uh, that are no longer available. So it kind of, that was kind of my introduction to it. And when they pulled, when they stopped providing that tool, it kind of pulled the rug out from under me and I had to learn how to use some of the other, other editing programs that are out there. So that was a little bit of a baptism by fire at that point. But I had enough experience with working with video to where it wasn't that much of a transition. It wasn't that difficult of a transition, rather. But August 12, 2019 was when it debuted. So this next August, August 2024, is going to be its five-year anniversary of doing a Monday morning mailbag each week. And uh, the reason why I've been able to do a Monday morning mailbag each week is because of all the viewers out there. You tune in, you comment, you subscribe, and uh, you ask great questions, you, you provide great comments, you provide great information, and that's the reason why this show has gone forward. It has grown from that little 15-minute uh, Q&A to what we have now, and all the features that are on this show are due to viewers' suggestions, saying, you know, hey, you ought to do a shave den visit, or you ought to have a pet visit, or you ought to talk about new wet shaving gear. And I remember Mark Bagwell telling me, uh, because I, told, I, I, I had this discussion with Mark Bagwell, and, and I said, you know what, I don't think I'm going to be able to have enough content for new wet shaving gear every single week. And he kind of laughed and said, just wait. <laughs> and he was right. I mean, every single week we have new wet shaving gear. And again, it's because of all the wonderful viewers out there. So thank you very, very much for, what is this, a little over, well, coming up on five years of Monday morning mailbag. So we're kind of in our fourth year here, coming around the bend, looking forward to our fifth year in August of 2024. So uh, James, thanks very much for a great comment and question and allowing me to share a little bit of history of the channel and the Monday morning mailbag. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. 
But uh, yeah, it'll be five years next August. So uh, I'll try to link those videos below the very, very first Monday morning mailbag so you can look at that. And also that, that uh, fire stick uh, conversion video that I, uh, that I did back in 2015. So it all kind of came together because of the traditional wet shave. So my thanks to everybody in the uh, wet shaving community and to all the viewers and subscribers out there. You make this channel possible. I say this all the time, and it is absolutely true. Without you, this microphone would be silent. Thank you all very, very much. Uh, viewer Ashish Ahuja checked in, and uh, he emailed the following to me. Uh, the subject heading is Suggestion for Enhancing Horsehair Shave Brush Performance. Now, we've been talking about horsehair shave brushes the last uh, few uh, programs. We talked about it today uh, in New Wet Shave Gear. And here's what Ashish has to say. Hi, Mark. I wanted to share a quick tip regarding horsehair shaving brushes, as I know you're a fan of them and have a substantial following. Well, um, <laughs> I'm a fan of horsehair shave brushes uh, from the standpoint of I'm very intrigued by them. I haven't used them very much, but a lot of viewers are very interested in horsehair shaving brushes. You're absolutely correct on that. A lot of viewers out there have been following our discussion on horse hair shaving brushes. Uh, he continues here, I've been using a horse hair brush for a while now, and while it's popular in India for its affordability, I found that it tends to be a bit floppy. However, there's a simple modification that can significantly improve its performance, especially for face lathering. Consider asking of your artisan brush makers to drill the handle 10 millimeters deeper and provide them with a horsehair knot. You can easily find horsehair knots from suppliers like Body in China, B-O-T-I. Uh, this modification adds more backbone to the brush, making it more enjoyable for shaving. I got this idea from a silver tip badger shave brush I ordered from Whip Dog Shave Brush Provider in the U.S., Silver tip badger knots often lack great backbone, so they had an option on their website to drill the handle 10 millimeters deeper for better performance. I tried it and it worked like a charm. I believe applying the same logic to a horsehair shave brush could yield fantastic results. It's a simple modification that many artisan brush makers would likely be happy to do, and it could enhance the overall shaving experience with a horse hair brush. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions or if you decide to give it a try. I'm sure your followers or viewers, subscribers, would appreciate the shaving tip. Best wishes, Ashish Ahuja. Uh, all the way from India. Ashish, thank you very, very much. This sounds absolutely great. And we've been talking about uh, horsehair brushes again. And a lot of the comments we have, especially in the review we, we had today, is regarding the floppiness of a horsehair brush. Uh, some are a little more floppier than others, but it seems to be that the general rule of thumb is a horsehair brush can be floppy. And drilling the handle 10 millimeters deeper could provide more backbone. Ashish, thank you very, very much for this. Folks, what say you? Have you done this with a horsehair brush or even a badger brush? Let us know in the comments below. And I really look forward to uh, reading the comments and seeing the discussion about this. Really, really terrific. Ashish, thank you very much again. Really, really do appreciate it. 
And that wraps up another Monday Morning Mailbag. Thanks so much for tuning in again. I really do appreciate it. Please share. Please subscribe. Please like. Hit that bell so it'll give you a yell the next time I upload a video. Comment below. Let me know. Check out all the wonderful artists and soap makers and sellers that you see displayed on the bottom of the screen right now. They make and offer some wonderful artisan shave soap. They also offer some wonderful wet shaving gear to enhance your traditional wet shave. The next time you're online, please take a moment, pay them a visit. I sure would appreciate it. Thank you very much. Also, check out my Amazon product page at amazon.com slash shop slash Mark Zerady where you'll find all the Amazon-listed products that I review on this channel, organized and categorized so you can find everything in a snap very easily. I'll leave you with this laugh. Hey, we have another Double Take cartoon puzzle this week. Try to find the differences between the two cartoon panels. If you need more time, just pause the video or try to find all the differences before time runs out. Thanks very much for tuning in again. I really do appreciate it. Make it a great week.